Guys, we're also brought to you by Hapius, your number one source for premium CBD products. You got to check out all three other products. They have a sleep aid, they have a daily use tincture, they have a roll-on that are fantastic. Um, it's great for your overall wellness. Uh, they have some really great stuff. I use their products all the time. Their sleep aid is great for any nighttime routine. Um, but more importantly, it's THC free. There's a work safe guarantee and it won't break the bank. You're not going to spend a ton of money on it. So got to check them out and uh, grab two of their products, say 15% on hapiusmed.com. So go check out hapiusmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. We're also brought to you by Poddex. Poddex, I brought up these guys before, and seriously, guys, you got to check them out. Go to uh, poddex.com, use Thinking Project 10 code to get 10% off your order. If you've ever wanted to start a podcast, you ever... um, wanted to start a video blog, but just don't know where to start. You need to get the content juices flowing, the creative juices flowing. Check these guys out. Seriously, they're revolutionizing the game. Um, it's one deck, shuffle up, deal a card, and then go. You got your episode right there. They're they're fantastic. I mean, seriously. So go to poddex.com. Use code THINKINGPROJECT10 for 10% off your order and uh, you're going to love it. Um, real quick, also, before I introduce our first guest, if you guys aren't following me on Facebook and Instagram, please check me out. I have a lot of good uh, videos that are coming soon, a lot of good content coming up. Um, plus, we can interact. You can uh, get to know our guests as well, so it'll just be a lot of fun. But this, right now, our guest is Halo. Very inspiring conversation. She's full of fire and uh, positivity and hustle and it's just wonderful so check them out i uh, hope you guys enjoy this and uh she's a tattoo artist this is awesome so if you ever want to get a tattoo ink goddess tattoo she'll hook you up she's fantastic and uh i hope you guys enjoy it please welcome halo welcome everybody this is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Well, hey, thanks for uh, coming on and joining me. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I've been following you on Facebook for a while, ever since uh, I believe my wife cut your hair one day, right? Her daughters, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Daughter's hair. And she told me about what you did and, uh, and I thought it was like really cool. So I started following you and you have some really funny posts, really inf- like informative posts too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's actually been really fun. Um, and so you own Ink Goddess Tattoo. Correct. And, uh, so tell me about, so first of all, how did you get into tattoos? And then second, how'd you come up with that name? So when I was 24, I drew a portrait of a friend of mine that passed away in a motorcycle accident. And at his wake, they all asked me if I did ink, which I didn't have any tattoos and I was working as a dog groomer. So I was like, no, don't have tattoos. And like, you could make a lot of money doing tattoos with this kind of talent as an artist. And I was like, yeah, that." That sounds pretty great. So a friend of mine tricked me into going to their tattoo appointment, grabbed my 
book on the way out that had because you know back in 2007 we didn't have smartphones yeah so grabs my little art portfolio that was a photo album and took it with us and i didn't know he had it until we sat down with his artist and he's like hey this is the girl i told you about and i was <laughs> like oh oh this is about me and i just remember his words of he looked at both of us and he said if i open this book and see marvin the martian drawn on line paper i'm picking you both out and so needless to say he looked through the book kind of did a couple you know oh yeah <laughs> double takes and, and uh closed it and he said where are your tattoos i'm like i don't have any and he goes okay i will see you thursday at seven you're tattooing yourself and the rest is history so tattooing yourself yes i didn't Holy have any cow. tattoos and he said in order to be a good artist you have to understand what you're doing to people so yeah, yeah it sucks. So did, yeah so did he give you a tattoo or you gave it to yourself I had to tattoo myself. Holy cow. Is that, is that pretty normal in the tattoo industry to like, uh, there's no such thing as normal. Cause there's no regulation. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> he does, she does by whoever, whoever, whoever. Uh, okay. Okay. I get it. So you, so you tattooed yourself. Where did you tattoo yourself? Uh, my inner calf just cause it's accessible okay. and yeah, pretty easy. To, I was, yeah, I was going to say like, uh, I'm trying to think about that. If I had to tattoo myself somewhere, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> Some people will tattoo the top of their thigh if they're not as flexible. Oh, uh, okay. Not yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So how did you come up with the name then? Incadas. And you've been in business since 2007 or, or later? Or? Um, I have I started tattooing June 18th, 2007. So I just consider that my official start date. Oh, right on, right on. Okay. So tell us about the name. Um, I got the name. Honestly, I was tattooing a friend of mine back in the days of MySpace. Oh, and um, I was still an apprentice and I tattooed a footprint of her child on her foot. And oh. when she posted it, she said, I'm hanging out with the ink goddess. Oh, and it just kind of stuck. So <laughs> that that's actually a really cool story. Like, so your customer gave you that name. Yeah, my mentor gave me my nickname Halo. So oh, um, wow. a lot of tattoo artists go by nicknames, um, <laughs> just to make your name more rare and yeah. more recognizable. I mean, there's a million, you know, people with the same name: Amber, Matt, mm. you know, Jason. Yeah. So yeah. having your name stick out. Um, it's not uncommon to um, for tattoo artists to all have uh, a nickname. Like Kat Von D, her last name is not Von D. So. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was actually one of my other uh, things. What, do you have, like other than the mentors who brought you up, do you have any like uh, inspirations for tattoo artists that you like go off of? Um, I follow a handful of different artists just on their um, social platforms um, different, uh, websites that I visit. My website's yeah. hosted through Tattoo Now. Oh. So it has some of the highest names in the industry. They do webinars, they do videos, um, especially during, um, the pandemic shut down. They did a lot of different webinars and mm -hmm. educational based on artwork, tattooing, um, pretty much anything in the industry. They do mm -hmm. a lot of focusing on, um, education and furthering education on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that'd be, I feel like a mentor in any world is important, but especially tattoos. Do you feel like you get a lot of your like um, guidance and like designs from them? 
Um, I get inspired of where to further my own talents. I personally feel my only competition is the same person looking at you right now. So it's just where I can get better by, I'm only comparing to you my last piece is what hey. I'm doing better than yesterday. Oh. So the way that I look at people as mentors is what did they do to elevate themselves? Who were they following? What techniques were they using? What pigments were they mixing? You know, how did they pick their sizing? How did they pick their design? What did they do to make the successful things in their life repetitious? And consistency is key. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. You know, I, I think I've seen that even on your Facebook and I've made comments about that. Like the difference between like good, better and best is really just cons- who's co- consistent, right? You know Absolutely. What I mean? A yeah. white belt's just a black belt that, or excuse me, a black belt's just a white belt that never gave up. That <laughs> never gave up. Hey, that's on my, uh, that's on, I used to train at a jiu-jitsu gym. I've, I'm at a different gym right now, but yeah, that was, uh, that was at one of our gyms. I was, yeah. do you, do you train martial arts? No. Oh, you, you should. I, I just like metaphors, so. <laughs> hey, but it's true though. You know, that's the funny thing about what people don't understand about that. And I feel like you get this concept too, especially with the, the metaphor is like in, in any kind of martial arts, um, it takes time. Like a black belt in jujitsu. If you see that on, if you, if you see someone with a black belt, especially in jujitsu, they've, it's at least 10 years at least. And most of the time it's longer than that. So most of the time you see somebody with a black belt, it's, it's closer to like 12, 13 years depending on yep. like how they train and who they train with. But um, absolutely the number of kicks from a martial artist, the number of throws from a quarterback, the number of, you know, times a bat has been swung by a baseball player. It's the same concept of as many times as I've touched a pencil to paper and a needle to skin. Yeah. That's sweet. That, yeah, gosh, that's so awesome. So um, how did you know tattooing like was your thing though? Cause you, you told us kind of how you, how you got into it, but like, Tell us a story about like when you knew, like, this is it. This is what I want to do right now and maybe forever. Uh, well, my answer is pretty simple. I love to draw and I love to make money. There you go. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong with making money by doing something you love. So, Well, for people who say that, <laughs> you know, money can't buy you happiness, well, I tell them broke can't buy you anything. So yeah, That's right. That's right. Poverty doesn't do anything any better than <laughs> super rich does, right? I, or, hey, you want to help the poverty rate? Don't be in poverty. Yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that, though. I love, I love all the people. Um, you know, I love talking to all sorts of people. But, yes, when I hear that, I'm like, I'm like, most of the time people, somebody who says that really hasn't had that opportunity yet because people who've made a lot of money and and even, so I've had experiences with my businesses. I've had experiences with um, talking to people like you who make money. Um, And the people who don't, who say those kinds of things like, you know, money can't buy you happiness or things like that, never had the journey of making money because, you know, like they use that phrase to like catch some, it's like a gotcha phrase, you know, to like call out somebody's like, like I'm a bad person because I made money or something like that. I call that, there's two different mindsets, a broke mindset and a successful mindset. (laughs) Guess what? People who say misery loves company, success loves it even more. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and the people who say that and the, the gotcha phrase, they're like, uh, they've never had the journey like because you just if you love what you do and you know how to monetize it there's nothing wrong with what you know what i mean there's nothing wrong well, with no what you're above doing. you is pulling you down yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And so I, I've always been on that bandwagon of like, dude, if someone says that they're, they're probably, they probably never had that journey and they're probably poor. Yeah. Well, I would rather have people who I can congratulate them on their wins. They congratulate me on mine. Yeah. And that, that's what we use to congregate and collaborate together. Yeah. I don't want to hear about problems because I believe broke mindsets focus on problems. And yeah. I believe successful mindsets focus on solutions. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Who are, who are your mentors in like this, the, the mindset game? Who did you um, go to I, to learn about that kind of stuff? So I have a business coach. His name is Sean Whalen. He's local okay. to Utah. He's in Draper. Um, oh. I've been a part of his business coaching group. Um, can't really oh. say it's just business because it's yeah. based on life balance as a whole. And I've been in his um, group called the Lion's Den for a year and a half now. Cool. Yeah. Do you feel like that kind of business mentorship, that business coaching has helped you in your game? Um, I do because I feel a good coach. Um, I've learned from my coach. A good leader is also a good follower, someone who can mm. turn around and look at his followers and ask questions like they're mm. asking him. Um, I also feel that having that um, ability to ask questions and have a place to be absolutely vulnerable is a key to essential growth in both personal, financial, and career build um, because he's worked with multimillionaires that they – they don't know how to keep a relationship or, you know, there's always one major struggle. He's somebody who helps them fill in those gaps based on a method called core four based on um, the four major components, power, passion, purpose, production, power is your body. I mean, the better you feel, the better you look, the better you are, you know, mm -hmm. if there's an apocalypse tomorrow. Can you pull yourself up and over something? That's a big thing is where's your physical fitness? What do, yeah. what do you fear based on where you are? Well, if you're physically fit, you fear nothing. Yeah. So that's where power comes in. Passion are your relationships, your work relationships, your, um, your family, your spouse, your children. Where are you building those on a daily basis that if you died tomorrow, do you have a regret because you allowed something to put that gap between you and a person in your life or are you mm. closing that gap and growing from it for yourself? Mm. So that's um, passion. Purpose is your mind, you know, reading, fundamentals, meditating, things like that. Where are you putting, you know, uh, undivided attention to your brain, building your thoughts? Where are those thoughts taking you? Are they positive? Are they negative? Do you have anger? Do you have remorse? Work on those, deal with them. And a lot of times when you're just vulnerable and have a place to take that, that's where you learn where you can grow. Mm. The last one is production, obviously your career. So that's where you can learn anything from. I joined the, the den, um, January 1st, 2019. I asked a million questions. I asked about the laws of independent contractors to employees. Um, how do I get a business license? How do I get a business name? All of those things I didn't know how to do. So I just mm. started asking just this plethora mm. of verbal questions left and right. And I had so many people reach out to me, answer me, help me that by the time I understood the laws, I realized the place I was in was not working legally um, based on tax reference, based on business uh, like uh, basis. They were doing our schedules. They were doing our money. They were doing our paychecks. They're doing our place mm -hmm. of craftsmanship, but paying us as 1099s. So mm. red flagging that of basically um, contesting that, uh, I was fired. And so... Jeez. doing that which i was fine with best yeah. thing that ever happened to me was to stand up for myself from that legal means and say i know this isn't right yeah and to be canned for it well yeah 
kind of showed itself there. And by the time I was able to, um, the government was in a six week shutdown. During that time, I was Holy still God. able to build my clientele, get my business license, get everything working and done. So between January 1st to April 1st, I went from working in a confined controlled space to being my own boss in three months. Oh, that's sweet. Good for you too. You. Standing up for yourself. Heck yeah, man. I, I'm all for that too. It's like, if you know something's going on, just say it. And, and I love the confidence that, that, that those kinds of decisions bring to your life too. Um, Cause it was probably a really, I mean, did it feel like a confidence booster? I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty now, but like when you were doing that, did it feel like a confidence booster or how were you feeling during that whole? Um, I felt like my head and my heart were in a really bad power struggle and I realized my gut's not lying to me. And when your gut, you go with your gut, you're never wrong. You never regret yeah. it. And when my gut says, this isn't right, I just went with it. And, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, if life hands you a board, you can use it as a crutch to walk through that water or you can put that board down and you can ride that wave like a surfboard. <laughs> so I decided I'm done walking through water with a stick and I made it a surfboard. And it was kind of a thrill ride because it was like, well, I can make the wrong decision, but if, if I fail, if I fail fast, I can get back on. You can fall mm. off your surfboard, but you can get back on, yeah. you know? I mean, there are people oh, out there yeah. who lose limbs to shark attacks and they're still out there <laughs> surfing. But again, the metaphors really speak well to me. So yeah. I use a lot. Yeah. Well, no, I think, I think having like those daily mantras and those, um, you know, those metaphors or, or, or or whatever you want to say, like, they just keep you going. Like I have a, I have a few too, that when I'm like down or cause it happens to all of us that I, you know, I'll repeat in my head that, you know, you can change it, you can move and you can go and, and a lot of cool experiences like similar to yours. And, and I feel like that's like way sweet. Like, well, and it's the same rep, rep, repetition we discussed of yeah. in performance. If you're making it repetitious to add value, to see value, contribute value, and to give yourself value, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, it, and, and then habits breed that consistency and now you're rolling. Now you, you know, Absolutely. You put and yourself on autopilot. And for people who won't be able to stand you, you're going to attract 10 more tribesmen from being who you are. Because they're going to yeah. judge you anyways. So might as well be yeah. you. Be honest. Tell the truth. And if they yeah. like you, great. If not, Bye. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. And 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 the thing with the thing with me that helps with that is like you can't control what other people do, right? Like you no. could do every yeah, you know, you could do everything right, you could do everything that you thought was good and 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 it still comes out maybe not in your favor or it does and somebody doesn't like you and and it is what it is, right? Like you can't control that. Absolutely. Everyone has their path to nine. One's eight, one, one, six, and three. Guess what? We both go in the same place. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, the, back to what you were talking about, you know, between like the life, you know, coaching and like business coaching, like there's really, when you learn how to run a business successfully, especially like your own business, you yes. learn how to like get better in life. Like they just, they have to go together. I just don't see how it goes any other way. Right. Absolutely. And I like being able to ask questions because I like having somebody who has been there, done that and can call me out on it because where I'm the business owner now, I'm not there because I'm always right. I'm there because I always want to grow from it. It's right. either working or it's not, not right <laughs> or wrong. It's working or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So I mean, like with, you know, in any business, it, it's just about like, getting back up and going, right? Uh, you're you're going to make mistakes. And the people who I see only fail, like, or really fail, right? Are the people who like hit a hit a wall and then, and then quit, right? Which doesn't- Hence the term fail faster. 
Yeah, man. It's just, un, it's just unreal. How many people think that like, this is why, okay. So I never wrote a business plan. You know, I have uh, two businesses that I, that I really enjoy working in. Um, and I never had a business plan because my favorite, one of my mantras is commit first, figure it out later. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Right. Cause they're like, oh, if the, you know, like if someone came up to me and they were like, I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars to do this. And I had no clue what it was. I'm going to figure it out. Cause I got money motivated. Yeah. I got what? Well, and I got an opportunity. You know what yeah. I mean? People it's will amazing just see what will motivate you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people just see this as like, and maybe it's not money, right? Maybe it's cause I've had, uh, you know, I've been up for promotions at jobs before where the boss was like, Hey, I need you to figure this out. And I knew that, and, and I knew that a relationship with my boss would further my, you know, career. Um, and he came up and offered me a problem that I had no clue what to do with it. But I was like, Hey, give it to me. I'll get it done. Right. And it's just like, you know, some people might have a problem with that, but I, I'm a commit first, figure it out as I go kind of guy. Right. Like, so my parachute on the way down kind of thing. Right? Cause like, I don't know. I wasn't, I, if I make it, I, I, I win. If I don't, I really am, am not any further than I was. And so I might as well try, you know? Absolutely. I full on believe in the ability of creation that, and we're all born with it. Yeah. Every child shows they can create. Look at Legos. Look oh, at the yeah. draw. Every child can create. We all mm. have it. It's the same thing. Are we mm. repetitiously contributing to that creation to mm. build it? So a lot of us, have a very strong ability to create like me as an artist where other people lack that. Well, that's where people like me make a lot of money to create <laughs> people who don't know how yeah. or forgotten. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, I, I feel like when you can bring value to somebody else's life, you know, whether it's through tattoos or anything else, like you, it's just that sense of accomplishment that you get just, I mean, it's just momentum going right. And, absolutely uh, add value yeah i love it man i absolutely love it well let me ask you this like um because i i love talking with like people in these unique business industries it's my favorite you know i'm i got my degree in accounting and i'm a sales guy very like uh you know especially nowadays it's like very everybody's a sales guy and accountants are boring so but i the reason i like talking to like unique business owners is i get to like pick their brain like have you ever had a crazy experience or one of the craziest experiences of like giving a tattoo? Have you ever had somebody come and, hey, I need this somewhere or like a crazy picture or story? Like what's your craziest? Um, just because I approach my clients on such a concentrated, um, organized basis. Yeah. Nothing's done. I don't do walk-ins. Nothing's done last oh, minute or yeah. last thought. Okay. So I, that's where I learned what's called your avatar in the lion's mm. den. So what it is, is based on what you value yourself is the avatar that you attract. Mm. So where I put a lot of time, effort, research, and talent into my, you know, my artwork, you're paying me for those years of experience, those, mm. you know, weekends and evenings yeah. that I sacrificed funerals, weddings, barbecues, all of those outings, birthday parties, you know, I sacrificed all of those. So when you're paying me my hourly rate, you're buying my most precious commodity, which is my time. Mm. And where I've spent so much time applying myself in repetition to build myself as an artist, mm. you're purchasing that time from me oh, that yeah. A, I can get back, 
and B, that I've spent in repetition of failing, repetition of success, what works for me, what does not, applying it over and over and over and over again. And we're tattooing, it's not like a machine. You don't just put in a coating at the same one. The same right. design will not turn out identical. Right. And so everyone is completely unique. So where I, you know, when I was, you know, at a real cheap, you know, by the piece, struggling for business, working every weekend, working every evening. My avatar was somebody mm. who's impulsive, somebody who is cheap, and somebody who wanted it right now. Mm. So yeah. once I turned around and said, no, I value myself. This is the value of my time. I no longer want to work weekends. I no longer want to work holidays. I'm not going to work evenings. I'm working mm. only. People are like, oh my gosh, how are you going to do that? That's when tattoo artists make their money. Yeah. Well, that's great, but I can change that story. That's yeah. their story. I can right. change mine. So mm -hmm. I did. And I quadrupled my hourly rate. I quit charging by the piece because, let's be honest, if you were charged by the piece, you lose interest as it becomes problematic or normal. Right, right. People who want the piece, oh, but can we add this? And can we do this? Can we change this? And we do a different size. They always want something more for yeah. less. Yeah. So... I charge hourly because if you want my time, you pay for it. You want an extension of that time, it's there. Yeah. And you have the value of that. Right. So once I valued myself, I upheld myself as a business person, as a time management, things like that. My avatar was no longer the person who was my barista at Starbucks. My <laughs> avatar was the executive who owned that business. Yeah. Company. Yeah. But it's all based on who's your avatar and put yourself in front of them. Oh yeah. I, I totally believe that. Like you have to, and, and I like that you put avatar because it kind of, it, it adds that uh, a big, a better picture in someone's brain. But I, I always grew up, you know, it's like a premium, right? Like I have to believe I'm worth a premium and then I deliver a premium. Right. And uh, I've noticed too in business that if you charge, that if you're in whatever business you're in, that if you, if you charge too less, you actually lose customers because you're yeah. charging too less. You know what I mean? Like the first thing I see when I see a really nice car and it's, and it, and it's cheap. Uh, the first thing I go is like, what's wrong with it? Right. And usually, Absolutely. usually you're right. <laughs> usually uh, it's been in a wreck or whatever. Right. And and same thing with business. You know what I mean? Like if man, I, you know, the guy gives really cheap tattoos, you know, it's probably going to be a cheap tattoo. You know, you kind but of you're get gonna what you attract, pay for. attract cheap clients. Yeah, I love yeah. the car metaphor because I always yeah. tell people, no one goes to Ferrari <laughs> to get a used scan. No yeah, one goes right. to Ferrari to get a deal. People yeah. go to Ferrari for yeah. a Ferrari, yeah. the machine that they know they're going for. Not oh, to yeah. not to try to hassle <laughs> or lowball. Oh yeah, they know what they came there yeah. for. If you want, but but here's the thing: Ferrari mm. sells a sedan. Oh yeah. You. Oh yeah. But guess what? you're buying a Ferrari. Oh yeah. You well, want a sedan, there's Joe's car lot. Yeah, yeah, you can go wherever you want. Well, you know what's funny about that is uh is I worked with a Mercedes-Benz dealership and um and yeah, we had that all the time. You had two kind there's two kinds of like these foreign car buyers, right? The people who can really afford it and then there's the people who can't. And you know the people who can't afford it because their first questions are like, "Well, how much is it?" and things like that. Not that price isn't important. But it's that concept, like, yeah, you don't, like, have you ever been to a Ferrari dealership, by the way? Yes. Uh, yeah. They don't let you test drive. You don't go and test drive. No. 
<laughs> hey, can I drive this car? I'm not sure if I want it. You're in the wrong uh, Let's see you're your bank statements. Let's see what you drove here in. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. You don't go in there and test drive a Ferrari. You don't go in and test drive, you know, I want to test touch drive. And you can't touch them either. No. Mm-mm. And they don't play any games either. They're like, you can, we can sign up right now and I'll, and we'll give you the car or you have a nice day. And they, and I love those guys too, by the way, they, cause they don't care. Like those sales guys are they like, they know their avatar. Yeah. They, they well, and they know what they're, you know, they know their avatar and they know what they got. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest things with, um, one of the biggest things with, uh, sales or, or anything like this is, um, is like, you got to believe it, right? Like not only you know, you know, your avatar, but I believe like what I'm selling. Like I, I know what I have and like their position, right? The number one rule. Yeah. The number one rule in negotiation is position. (laughs) Like, and if you're a Ferrari salesman, I know what I got. And you never start the negotiation. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Successful, smart person (laughs) never starts a negotiation. Oh heck yeah. Oh heck yeah. Some people message you and you're selling something on I'm like KSL, yeah. and they're like, what's your lowest price? I posted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to downbid myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. And you know what? I actually saw you post that one time on Facebook, and I was like, yes. That's because so many people don't get that. You know what I mean? So many people are like, you know, and, 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 um, you know, back to just like, you know, business people and consumers. Like, there's a people will respect you more if you respect what you have more. You know Absolutely. I mean? they'll, they'll get it. A lot of people are like, Oh, if I, if I don't give a discount or if I don't do this, like people won't buy my thing. And I'm like, no, if you give a too big of a discount or if you start playing games, you actually lose integrity faster. You know what I mean? So the way I see discounts is people are coming to the pier every day. Yeah. Well, if you bring in a sailboat, that is your sale. Hence why I call it a sailboat. <laughs> every time you sail, you're going to attract people to, who like sailboats. Yeah, yeah. So now the only time those people come to the pier is when there's a sale. Yeah, yeah. I don't have sales. I don't, <laughs> my, the value of my time never decreases. Uh, the value yeah. of the product I sell doesn't go down in value based on who you are right. or what you want. Right. So it's, yes, absolutely, you, you hit it on the head so perfectly. The avatar that's shopping by price always asks for price first. Yeah. My professional reaction is, what are you shopping for? Price or quality? Yeah. Because you can't have both. Yeah, yeah. They'll always try to say both. And I tell them, <laughs> I will be the most expensive artist you talk to. Yeah. But obviously, you've seen my work for you to come talk to me. Right. So if you want quality, we can, we can move forward. <laughs> and when they say, yes, I want quality... But here's the thing. The moment they're like, what's your hourly rate? And I ask them, what are you wanting? Yeah, and yeah. they'll tell me. And, I, and they're like, are you not going to tell me how much you charge per hour? And I said, here's the thing. If I did, the first question you're going to ask is how many hours? Well, I require all new clients to schedule a consultation to assess, to educate, to mm. evaluate, and to have all of the questions answered. Yeah. Because this is a permanent Thing that goes on your body let's oh, be yeah. honest yeah yeah and it's large and it's big and it's detailed i want to make sure we're a both on the same page in all aspects yeah before we can even go into a quote because then it's a blind quote mm. that's like saying hey how much to build me a house yeah i don't know what well, you want on in the your house beach, man. In the mountains, <laughs> are you wanting a one-room yeah, shack or are you yeah. wanting a 15-bedroom mansion like yeah 
there's so many things. So I literally, mm. I went just cause we talk cars. Yeah. I was at a car dealership getting my car serviced. Um, and I'm sitting with the guy who sold me the car cause he's one of my clients and I believe in absolutely putting money and value back in the pockets of people who've done it for me yeah. and we're chatting and his coworker comes up to me and he's like, Hey, this is my tattoo artist. And the guy goes, hey, how much for a sleeve? And I looked at him dead in the eye and said, how much for a black car? <laughs> and the dealer goes, what do you mean how much for a black car? I don't know what you... Yeah, uh. yeah. And my salesman just said, you, you, you get this all the time. I can't believe yeah. you did that. Right. <laughs> I sold cars forever. So, oh, yeah, so you get it. Yeah, I totally, totally get it. Yeah, I worked at that Mercedes-Benz dealer. I was a salesman there. And they ride, right, yeah, right on the, right on the strip, uh, not str- sorry, strip, right in downtown, like next to the Ferrari and Land Rover stores and stuff. Yes. Like that. We got to see all the nice cars. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, that, and that's just what it is, you know, and, and uh, I like what, you know, managing expectations and, and because when you manage people's expectations, you can give them the, the experience that they want, Right. Me personally, I don't believe in the word expectations only because expectation, I believe, is only accompanied by mind reading, which none of us can do. <laughs> and to have an expectation, like nobody can satisfy you because it's your expectation and it's of no interpretation of anybody but your yeah, own. Very arbitrary. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you go in with an expectation, you're going to be disappointed. Mm. So when people use the word expectation to me it's like that's mind reading i don't do that and so, <laughs> I don't do mind reading. <laughs> I, anytime someone says what can i expect and i tell them what do you want yeah 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 oh no I, I think yeah you hit it on the head i think so i think that's how you have the best day is to not know what the best day is right and just live like in the moment right absolutely yeah. expectations I'm, I'm with appointments. You. go in set a plan <laughs> you follow through do the work yeah. Well, I love your passion. Where did, where did you get your passion from? Have you always had it? Was there a moment? Was it, I mean, where did, how'd you get it? Um, you, I feel like you got it. My passion. Um, I honestly will attribute to the people I care about. Mm. Um, I definitely have an amazing marriage. Um, my husband is my best friend. We've been together for almost five years. Um, I became a mother on Christmas day, 2011. Mm. Um, my daughter was my motivation to want to do more for myself in my business. And I definitely feel that my husband being a part of my family is manifested hundred percent into my artwork. Um, huge evolution from when he first came into my life to now. Um, and I truly believe that my daughter brought me a sense of, I have somebody else to live for. And I bringing my husband in was that completion of now what I'm living for is protected mm. It, you know, I feel like that I've completed my puzzle. So in that sense, I really draw off those passions of, I have someone relying on me. I have someone who is doing everything I do, everything I say, watching it. I can't be a parent that says, yes, go out and live your dreams and be happy when I'm miserable as hell, stuck in a place that I don't want to be. That's not an example. We, I mean, kids yeah. don't give a crap what we say. I'm trying to watch my language. They don't care what <laughs> we good. say. They Go care ahead. what we do. So yeah. I have no business saying, yes, eat a healthy diet as I pull into McDonald's. Like, right. you can't do that. <laughs> no, and so, you cannot. You know, I want to show my daughter the value of having a partnership in her life by mm. whom I married. I show her the value of having a very well-behaved animal by training it yeah. because I do it. I want to lead by what I do. Yeah. But I'm very open to when my daughter does something and displays something, she's my mirror. Yeah. So 
if she's learned it, I've taught her. So I've asked her, when have I done that? Oh, you've done it this way. Oh, that's what that looks like. Let's both work on that. You know, and I, for me and my husband are very open and honest with each other. I don't feel there's anything we can't talk about. Yeah. Um, but it's by having them and being able to learn that we don't, there's not fear in our home. There's not mm. lies in our home. There's not... Let's people please. We're very honest. We're very open-minded. I'm the smart ass. I call myself the dancer of my marriage. My husband is definitely more of the serious type, a little bit of a role reversal, you know, but it works for us. And I believe yeah, everything that I'm, I'm doing that draws my passion is based on what I've done because I quit mm. talking about it and I just did it. I so, like that. so that's a lot of where my passion goes is when I apply myself, mm. this is the person I want to marry and I find them. This is the kind of dog I want to have, and I find it, and I train it. This is the kind of career I want. Well, shit, I've taught myself to draw. I found someone I care about. I have a trained dog. (laughs) It's not rocket science. It's just the work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, man, very inspiring to hear that because it's true. And you know what? I I learned something, that, that your passion came from, like, doing it. And, and that's so true. It's something that like, have you ever had those experiences where like you hear something like that and it just, it feels so obvious, but you never f- like clicked in your brain. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> I had one of those moments. I was like, holy crap, passion is like built. You know what I mean? Like as you do stuff, you get passionate about it. You figure out like, hey, I can do this. And hey, all those books I were reading weren't lying to me. You know what I mean? It was actually just me. Like, you know, the, the biggest thing my coach ever told mm. me that resonated with me right off the bat mm-hmm. when I joined his group was he said, everything in your life as an adult is your fault. Mm. Everyone you're around is yeah. by your choice. Everything going on in your life is because of you. And I was mm. like, <laughs> yeah, life doesn't happen to you. It happens because of you. Exactly. And when uh, I realized I am full of excuses. I am full of lies. We are all insane. Liar. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it. Yeah, and yeah. The one thing that every professional, doctor, therapist, psychologist, all have in common, yeah. the more you tell the truth, the more you feel better. Same yeah. as when you go to a doctor and say, hey, my head hurts, and you have a busted-ass leg. Well, and then the doctor <laughs> says, well, let's give you something for that headache, and then they walk away. That doctor's a quack. Yeah. Uh, no, it's because you didn't tell the truth. Yeah, you yeah. you want something and you're honest about it, you're going to get what you want. But if you don't even know what you want, that's okay too. <laughs> because it's, you're saying, I don't know. Yeah. If that's the truth, that's the truth. Yeah. And you figure it out. I like it. I like it. Hey, have you ever read that book? Um, it's by the Arbinger Institute. It's called Leadership and Self-Deception. I have not. You got you to check that one out. That's a, because I'm it, writing it, that down. All right. Much. You got to write it down. Because it talks about that, though, that, that – um, the self-deception that happens like to you when you knew you were supposed to go do something and you didn't do it like that, that, and, and then you had a bad day, right? Like I wake up and I go, ah, I know I'm supposed to brush my teeth, right? I got to brush my teeth. And then I get up and I don't brush my teeth. And I knew I was supposed to brush my teeth. (laughs) Like my day probably won't go the right way because in my head, I, you know what I mean there. I, and then, and then what happens after you start, lying to yourself or lying to people well then you'd start justifying things right we make assumptions and assumptions are lies because (laughs) don't communicate assumptions are literally our way to disassociate ourselves from communication yeah we make up a reality that we want not because it's true 
we believe it and then we spread it. And, and mm. the author Don Miguel Ruiz calls that poison mm. of work. Mm. And so, you know, when you're saying how people think on things and they have good thoughts and they have all these things, but they do nothing. My coach calls that straight up mental masturbation. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is though. You're not doing anything. You can't, yeah, you can't, you know, live in la la land and then not go do anything it, because that's what people do. You know what I mean? They, cause it changes though. And this is what people, um, and this is kind of why I, I love like the whole, you know, the whole entrepreneurial culture that's kind of blown up in the last you know, a few years. Uh, I love it, but I also hate it because they started, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't realize like how hard it is. And then you have people who start saying, you got to work really hard. Um, And it's true. And that's the only thing that matters. (laughs) It's like, the loudest boots come from the cheapest seats, bro. Yeah. And it's like, how bad do you want it? Like, I want to start a business. Well, the only question I'm going to ask you is how bad do you want it? Because if you exactly. want it, if you want it enough, you'll figure out how to get it done, and that's and it'll take you some time, and you're gonna mess up if it's your first business, and uh, you're gonna have to learn a lot. You're gonna make some mistakes. You're gonna pay too much money for something, or you know you're gonna lose some money here. But that's business. And how bad do you want it? How bad do you, you know what I mean? And what do you want? How are you gonna get yeah. there? What's the plan? And right. if you don't have a map, who are you gonna hire to, yeah. to help build that map? Yeah, help. Yeah, get a good team. Yeah, I like that. And you know, I, and I actually changed the question a while ago to a couple of my friends who you know, cause my businesses aren't successful in the sense that like we're making a lot of money cause we're in the beginning stages, but that's what I love. I love grinding. So I'm going to make it work eventually. Um, and so time, but I, I changed my question to like, you know, cause I heard it and gosh, I can't even remember who I heard it from, but it was like, what are you willing to sacrifice for what you want? Right. It's not necessarily how bad do you want it? It's, it's, you know, what are you going to sacrifice to get it? you know, how bad do you want it in the sense that like, what do you, what, what are you willing to give up? You know, cause like you said, I mean, and then it gives you that kind of sense of pride because I was in your same shoes, you know, miss weekends, miss holidays, like in the car world and in sales, really, we got two days off the whole year uh, was Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. <laughs> you and know when you mean? set up your map of where you want to be in a year, you yeah. divide that by 12, there's a monthly, you divide that by four, there's weekly, mm. you divide it by seven, that's daily. Mm. And if you're not following that daily, what you want now to what mm. you want most mm. is going to be put in front of you. Oh, so for sure. when you're able to compress what the annual goal is yeah. down to that daily demeanor, you now have in front of you, here's my goal. Mm. It's what I want now or what I want the most <laughs> going to be put important. Even my coach said that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's jacked. He's in great shape. And the yeah. other day he said, you know what? There's brownie batters sitting in front of me. And I realized what I want most are my six pack abs. So I walked away from it and I'm like. <laughs> Sa- yeah, sacrifice, you know, because absolutely. even though, you know, even though brownie, you know, brownies are my favorite, first of all, they're my favorite, but yeah. but That's it's, why it's a great example. <laughs> yeah. But if you want it, you know, you got to give something up. Something's got to, you know what I mean? You can't. Just like we were talking well, about with money, if, right? If it was already working, you wouldn't need to give anything up. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%, 100%. If our diets worked, we wouldn't be fat. Let's be honest. Uh, you yeah. know, if, 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 if making a business game was so easy, everyone would be rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's just people got to realize that. And I'm glad we had this conversation because people just need to know that, like, like if you – 
if you want it bad enough, if you are dedicated, if you, if you got that passion, like you can get it done. And, and it doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, like you can change it whenever you want, right? Absolutely. You, yeah. Here's the thing. You can either be addicted to your story <laughs> or you can change it. Yeah. You have all these reasons of why, 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 and can't, can't, yeah. can't. Well, or you can say, no, I'm going to change that story. Right. Well, you know what? Um, I was talking to my, you know, I was, I trained sales guys for a long time too, but um, um, I always told people like I, my life changed. And so you have to hear me out on this one. Cause it's kind of like people kind of get crazy when I say this, but I go, my life changed when I realized no one cared. And what I mean by that is, is like, is like, you know, I can't, if I had a bad month, like I can't go to the bank and say that I had a bad month, so I can't pay my mortgage. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't feed my kid. I can't go to the grocery store and buy groceries for my kids on excuses. Like, and so, and what, so what I mean by I figured out no one cares was, was that was a huge wake up call for me because I had to be that serious with myself to just be like, Hey, look, I'm having a bad day or this isn't working or whatever. Like nobody cares. I got to go get it done. You know what I'm saying? So, and my life, and my life totally changed. And I, and I've, you know, tried to give that to people, but it's, it's, yes. tough, it's a tough one, you know, and it's kind of mean. So maybe I need to come up with like a better phrase, but I don't know. It works for me right now. Hey, blunt is <laughs> mean for me on any scale. The other day yeah. our coach told us, he said, so many people are focused on half empty or half full. And he said, uh, that's the, that is the mindset of someone who's indecisive and can't make decisions. He yeah. goes, whatever it is, either fill it up, or dump it out and start over again. Like dwelling on what level it's at. Yeah. Fill it or dump it and start over. So I really love how that metaphor applies because yeah. I love it. It's he. He's always said, pick a side of the fence because yeah. falling, going to one side of the fence doesn't hurt as much as a stake up your ass when you're sitting <laughs> on the too long. And it's true. It's true. I can dig it. Yep, I can dig so it. So it's like I would. I would rather make the wrong decision than not make a decision at all. Mm. So it's either you you fill it up yeah. or you pour it out. So that's, so that's where I heard this amazing speaker named Jocelyn Hayward, mm. and she was at our last Lions Den live event, which all these multimillionaires came and yeah. talked. There was even a guy who was in prison in 2008, and now he's a multi multimillionaire in the real estate game. Well, he's still mm. listening to his crybaby ass ex friends talk about <laughs> the 2008 killed him. In the real yeah. estate game and is why they have no fortune and he's like I, dude i was in prison during yeah. this time so yeah. if that's your excuse <laughs> well then shit so okay, yeah. sorry <laughs> no you're but good go ahead jocelyn literally said they her and her husband have their own business they started from scratch mm. and she said there's no longer you know right or wrong the moment she said it's either working or it's not mm. and that is a huge thing that she teaches all of mm. her employees if, if there's a mistake made, all they define it as, then that's not working. So if it's mm. not working, stop, do what works. And it's a huge like, like business model that yeah. really, really resonated for me of, I don't need to be right because it doesn't, me being right doesn't need to make anybody else wrong. Mm. Yeah. But if it's working for me, right and wrong no longer matters. <laughs> if it's working for you, right or wrong no longer matters. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I had a mentor, I had a business mentor who said a similar thing. He's like, I don't need to be right. I just need to do it. I just need to be, you know yes. what I mean? I just need to make it work. Right. And I, and I'm kind of butchering that quote, but, but it, he, it, he's like, I don't care about being right. I care about getting it done. You know what I mean? Like, so if I'm well, right, I or, can be right or you can be happy. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and when you're in a team, you know, 
because I'm married with my spouse too. Um, and, you know, we've been together about five years and it's like, it doesn't matter who's right and who's not right. If it, just like you said, if it's not working, we got to figure something out and it doesn't matter if it, you know what I mean? And so the same thing, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, the, the, the things you learn in business are the things you know in life. You know what I mean? The successful marriage is a successful, is the same principles of a successful business. Maybe we tweak it a little bit for certain situations. You know what I'm saying? And our relationship with our children or, or people around us, like those are the same principles, right? And I feel like business is kind of starting to realize that now um, with like empathy and uh, communication and just, and you know what? The other thing, you know, just like, I don't care. Like we got to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? But, absolutely focusing on solutions yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. not problems because that's yeah and focusing on problems just takes too much time anyway like because we don't, I don't have that kind of energy yeah, burn, bro. yeah man that's what i'm saying <laughs> oh geez well i i thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and uh and i really appreciate you taking the time um to like just walk us through uh your amazing business your amazing mindset. I think that's great. I feel like somebody's going to listen to this. Uh, I'm going to let, I'm going to make my daughter listen to this uh, because I, I love, uh, I love making sure, you know, my wife uh, is a really strong independent woman and I love making sure my daughter is surrounded by strong independent women, people in general, but you know, especially for little girls. I love, I love my daughter and I want to make sure she has it. <laughs> your tribe reflects you you yeah. reflect your tribe 100%. Yeah, absolutely well thank you so much here's the last thing uh someone's listening to this maybe needs that extra push like what do you you know what's your last piece of advice um that you would give somebody who just needs to just needs that extra push well when it comes to the business side of things hire somebody or reach out to people who have done mirroring <laughs> is huge find someone who's yeah. done it and do what they're doing um, the second thing is a lot of my mindset changed came from a lot of books that I've read. Mm. Uh, the top three that I absolutely love. My coach wrote a book called how to make shit happen. It's available mm -hmm. on Amazon. There it's like go. four or five bucks. Super easy. I heard the one on audible is even, is even more entertaining because he sidetracks. He goes <laughs> off the read word for word. So you know, I, I haven't listened to it. So, you know, <laughs> practice when I preach of know what I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like. I've only heard him say it. Uh, right. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite books. The other one, my life Bible is called The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements yes. are be impeccable with your word. Never make assumptions. Um, uh, always do your best. And um, I'm going to make some, oh my gosh, the fourth one, escaping me. <laughs> okay. So be impeccable with your word never make assumptions, always do your best. Don't take things personally. There hey, we go. All right. Even our fifth agreement called always be a skeptic. That's a whole new ballpark. of <laughs> And then I also read a book called the dark side of the light chasers, um, by Debbie Ford. The four agreements is by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm. Um, but Debbie Ford describes, um, a really important attribute that when people are really struggling with their self image of, Oh, I'm impulsive or, you mm. know, these things and the way she describes it as non-impulsive is our light. So impulsive is our darkness, yeah. but we can't have both yin and yang. Right. So she described by having that impulse, someone who's very lazy or monotoned 
Well, someone who's impulsive and sees a kid stand up in front of a car, they're going to be more reactive to go pull that kid out and use that impulsiveness as a huge mm. benefit to serve them. So yeah, yeah. that book really taught me that wow. if it is a human behavior, we are capable of it. Same <laughs> as when someone says, oh, but I'm not capable of murder. Uh, yeah, you are. Somebody put a gun up to your child's head. I think murder is yeah, going to be a pretty sure. easy decision of someone yeah. who's <laughs> Yeah, so people just, can yeah, be pushed, yeah. Absolutely. It mm -hmm. really shows how we really see in ourselves other, you know, through other people, yeah. if we recognize our own traits, our own bullshit in other <laughs> yeah. people, because that's what we point out. And that's right. why when somebody points out something positive, happy and amazing and successful, it's because they see it in themselves and they value it in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So when people are in conversation and talking about people, I don't learn anything about the people they're talking about, mm. but I learn everything about them yeah. based on what they see in themselves. Yeah. So Debbie Ford's book, The Dark Satellite Chasers, really taught that. Sean Whalen's book, um, How to Make Shit Happen, huge personal kick to the ass. But this man, <laughs> let me tell you, he makes him like an a-hole, yeah. but he knows when to kick a boot up your butt yeah. <laughs> or to tell you, hey, I'm here, let's, let's do this together. Yeah. So those three books all together and the mm. four agreements have been a huge game changer in my mindset. And when the mindset can be changed and altered and you open it up to be able to mm. learn versus that impulse to fight, no, 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 I must be right giving that up right. is the gateway to do anything you want to do. And you've nailed it. If that's what you want. <laughs> if that's what you want. Yes. Yeah, what do you what want? You want. Straight yeah. up life's easiest and yeah. most complicated <laughs> question. It's only complicated if you make it that way. That's right. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, that's, yeah, I think you hit it. I think you hit it on the head. I think that, uh, that that advice was amazing. And if you're out there listening, like find a mentor, find a coach, read these books and, and get going. Thank Absolutely. You. If you don't know where you're going, hire someone who has that map. <laughs> yeah. So how do people, uh, if, if, if uh, people want to book your services, how would they do that? So um, mainstream easy is just mm. inkgoddesstattoos.com. Okay. Um, I do have Instagram, which is just halo tattoo artist. My name is spelled H-A-Y-L-O. Um, there's another tattoo artist that is a guy named Halo, H-A-L-O. So oh. I just totally name dropped him on there as well. So <laughs> actually I found that out because someone reached out to me and they're like, hey, I love your work on Ink Master. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, weren't you the name Halo on Ink Master? I'm like, well, that was a guy. So. <laughs> oh, snap. Thanks, but. You're right, wow. right. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so, right. And then um, I'm also on Facebook, Ink Goddess Tattoos. All right, there you go. Well, uh, I hope that I hope that you had fun. I really appreciate it, and um, and I'm gonna make sure I put the plug in uh, for your for all your businesses, and and we'll get Thank this you. done. Thank you so much, Halo. It. it was good talking to you. Yes, ma'am. Bye. See ya. Bye.